do and have life to live. But well, we're on episode 29, and it's called The Man in the Arena. For the show, we're going to talk about good and evil, yin and yang, good in the world, the bad in the world, and the things that we can do, I guess, to make our lives a little bit more better. So, The Man in the Arena, if you're not willing to step into the arena yourself, is your criticism valid? Let's praise the hard work of others and applaud their efforts. There is so much daily criticism of others, but it's easy to laugh and judge from the sidelines. Yin and Yang, this is a classic example of life, the good, the bad, we face daily and our attempt to balance chaos. Pay attention to the good, the good side. We all have wonderful things in our life that we need to focus on. But unfortunately, it seems like people only focus on the little dark spot. Don't let the little spot of negativity consume your happiness. So right now, I'm here. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Evan. And uh, there's Jay. Is Troy online? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Troy. Everybody's online, man. Oh, everybody's Good evening, fellas. Uh, Good evening. Romy Mac will be here uh, toward the end of the show, so I'm looking forward to hearing from him, of course. If you want to call in or <laughs> if you want to if you want to call in um, to hear the show or if you want to call and give your input, the number is 657-383-1724. Or you can go on our Facebook page. The Jet Show and leave comments there, and we will talk about it live on the show. Are we live or recording? Yeah, we're just recording right now, but people can still call in. You know, we already shared the number on Facebook and all that good stuff. So, all right, sounds good. I'm um, also going to add on a few uh, preseason NFL picks and some predictions for the season. Because I know, you know, this is the much anticipated season in football. We probably see the most changes we've ever seen in football this year. So I want to know how how it goes, how it goes. It so first, I guess some up. And that one step to the ring itself, how can you criticize? And what I'm taking from this is we throw money at people that's already made. We throw money at inventions that are already out there. But when it comes to somebody like us, that average person, people, for the most part, laugh at your ideas when they're new and they're different. Um, case in point, I'm guilty of this. I laugh at a lot of rappers sometimes. Everybody try to rap. So they come out with mixtapes and they do all this stuff. Not like, man, I, I wouldn't listen to this, you know. But when you think about all the rappers out there now, pretty sure there's a bunch of people who said they wouldn't listen to their stuff. And next thing you know, these people are out there, famous, got all the money, doing everything they want to do. So what would it make me feel like if I said that to somebody and they go out there and they make it big? I think, for me, it will make me reevaluate how I look at somebody's personal craft. Um even if I don't like how they rap, I guess I can still appreciate that they are out there trying to do something. Maybe they came with a different style. It's not easy to be different, especially in the rap game. So when I hear, you know, Troy stuff, I'm like, well, Troy stuff is good. <laughs> you know, like I support that 100%. But I'm biased too, because that's my boy. You know, I'm a, he could be trash. I'm going to still say it's good. No, I'm not. I'm a dog. He feels trash. But that, that's how I feel about uh, the man in the arena. Like, how, can we, how can we criticize? If we're not doing it ourselves, y'all got anything on that? Uh, yeah. And just a little backstory <laughs> to the quote. I'm sorry, Troy, but uh, the whole concept is it's a quote from uh Theodore Roosevelt. So if you got a chance to check that out and just read it yourself, you kind of get the gist of what we're trying to talk about. I don't think any of us are going to read it tonight, but go ahead, Troy, man. What what do you think about you know criticizing someone if you're not willing to uh? you know, step into the arena yourself. Well, we can go back to the uh, podcast and how it started out. You know, it's funny how <clears throat> a lot of people criticize, like, man, why the hell are you doing podcasts? You ain't getting paid for it. I said, you got to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? 
And then a lot of people themselves see that this podcast in general is starting to kick mm-hmm. off. We got a lot of followers from all over the world. And now instead what? of criticizing, they're trying to hop on the bandwagon. So I think <clears throat> criticizing is also a form of hatred, which is AKA known as hating because they feel as though if I can't do it, you can't do it. So why are you even trying to do it? So that's what I feel. No, I mean, that's not just in music or being an entrepreneur, you know, just anything. I mean, we can go into, you know, me and Evan, we had it a couple of days ago. With, once again, you know, uh, everybody's up in arms again about the protesting and all that. But at the same time, you know, Kaepernick is the man in the arena and he actually is taking a stance, you know, and I'm sure there's things that we all complain about daily that we don't do anything about. So who are we to judge? That's true. Absolutely. You know, like think about where we think about where we stand. I know there's something that you are really passionate about and you really feel like something is unjust or your life isn't going the right way. But, you know, most of us aren't willing to take a knee, you know, to fix it. We just go about our day and, and complain to ourselves and don't do anything about it. So what I'm saying is who's the bigger man? The person willing to take a stand or the one who criticizing the person taking the stand? Well, it's obviously got to be the person who's trying because you can always say something ain't going to work, but if you ain't never tried it, how you ever going to know if it's going to work or not? Right. Uh, like I said before, criticism is a form of hatred. Uh, most people believe that if I criticize this person, I'm going to put them down, I'll feel better about myself. But in reality, it's something they really want to do. They want to step out of the box and be different and try to make moves on the side, but they don't know how to do it. Or they don't have the right team behind the right marketing, uh, which will cause a lot of downfall in their eyes on other people. And they don't think that uh, taking a step forward and, you know, just putting out your your skills, your whatever you got is the way to go. They think that you should be handed something without trying to do something. And everything comes with work, you know, no matter what you do. It takes work. It takes somebody putting you down to lift you up, you know, because hating is a good way to uplift you because the more people hate on you, the more they're going to see you in the first place. The most goofiest things is the most played shit on like YouTube and stuff like that. Like you see goofy ass people become rich because they do stupid ass shit, (laughs) not because, you know, everybody liked them from the beginning and they got a lot of follows. At first, everybody hated them. Then they watched them like, wow, this is pretty good. And that's mm-hmm. how you get known. That's what I think. You're right. I believe it. Um, I pulled up the quote, the man in the arena. Uh, it's actually kind of long. And uh, if you guys don't mind, I will take, you know, the 30 seconds to read it. Um, mm-hmm. The man in the arena by Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. Credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strides valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Wow. Now, doesn't that, to you, doesn't that fit what's going on, you know, present day? I mean, that that is that's perfect because you have someone, and, and we'll use Kaepernick for an example. He's not the only one. He is not the only pioneer to go down his road, but 
in recent and in, in contemporary times, he is the most affluent pioneer that took the step to do it and got the attention because there were people before him in sport, in major sports that did it. But I think that he went into this not knowing that it would sacrifice his career. I don't think he knew that. But I think once he found that out, he stayed the course. And it didn't discourage him. He just tried harder. And he did more, which I applaud because he got blacklisted by the NFL. And if that is not the most racist shit I've ever seen, and nobody's talking about it, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd that we know what he was standing for. There is no question about what the protest meant and why he did what he did. Even when a protest, uh, the way he protested was changed due to a veteran, which was also great, pretty much just thrown under the bus by every other person who didn't care about what the problems were of other people. But those are the people who don't know know what it feels like to be a black man in America. They don't know what it feels like to not have enough money to represent yourself in court. They don't know what it feels like to be afraid of your own children going out into the city and being stopped by police. They don't know what it feels like. So what they're doing is saying shut up and color. And he is the face of all of this. He ain't even black. That's the kicker. He ain't even all black. So we can't laugh at what he did. We can't judge what he did. Even if he was wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts, if he was like Antifa or anything like that, we can't say shit about it because we ain't out there doing it. We're not out there doing anything. We're just sitting right there in the middle. Like, well, I could go either way. Well, they have for something or sit down for everything. And this quote pretty much describes everything, our state of affairs in America. It, it, it states right there. Yeah, you are right, Jay. That, that, that really describes what's going on right now and that's why i mean it just and the funny thing is once again i'll go back to lebron james but that's where i found it from and he he wrote the man in the arena on uh one of his shoes you know last last year in the playoffs or the last playoffs and uh it made me look it up and i'm like damn you know that's (laughs) it fits you know perfect to what we're going through here in america you know a lot of criticism and not a lot of action so i think hold on i think we got Romy mack on the line that's firm. Gentlemen. All right, what's up, sir? Yeah, good evening, man. I'm much enjoying the uh, you know the dialogue uh, between you guys. Uh, great, great quote. Uh, definitely, um, you know the YouTube thing that Troy was hitting on is definitely spot on. Um, goofiness will get you to the top. Um, sell your soul, basically, if that's what you want to do. Um, you know the the Theodore Roosevelt quote. Uh, I love love it. Um, uh, Evan, uh, great. Uh, of course, you know the Ka- the Kaepernick thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what we're that's what we're dealing with um, in in today's society, and we will always find a way to uh, to put something in front of it. That's the thing with uh, t- today's society. We have to have everything in order. We have to be a hundred percent right because if they find one thing wrong with the uh, the stance that you're taking, it will shatter all of it. What job would you guys agree with such? You know what I mean? Like his whole thing with Kaepernick, what he was standing for and all that. And then once he wore the socks that had like the pigs or whatever, like cops, pigs or some shit, they tried to discredit right. everything that, you know, he spoke towards or saying that he was raised by like a guy in our office, our work office. Um, him and his, him and his wife tried to use this meme 
um, on Facebook. Of, I think it's like Kaepernick, and he was with uh, his uh, his I guess his uh, adopted parent, and he's like, "What are you hurting for? You got you got you got white. You have white parents or something like that. So because you have white parents, you're not able to stand up for those who don't have." Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, Your that's, ignorance that's couldn't good, be more highlighted. Right. And that's a good point because a lot of people are assuming that he's speaking, you know, on personal accounts, but maybe he's just speaking for people who don't have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Like people are assuming that he, I don't know, has been through, you know, profiling and all that stuff, but maybe he hasn't, but he still knows that this is an issue in America and he's got the platform to make it known to the masses, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what we should use. We all, even our small platforms, if something's wrong, you point yeah. it out. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me put something else that you guys, since we are on the subject of football and protest, how do you feel about Dak's stance on, uh, that, you know, this, this is not the place for that. The foot, like, like football, the football field is basically not the place for like to protest these, um, particular issues. Man, right. That's his stance. You know what? I mean, I I can't judge him for it. That's his stance. You know, uh, right. Every, I mean, yeah. people got. I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Evan. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I was expressing my disgust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first, and I, I'm, I guess I'm about to paint the picture that you no, know, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, said that, you know, he would. I don't know, we're going to kick the people off the team if they try to protest or fine them or whatever the hell he said. Like, look, that Prescott, I like him as an athlete, for real. But to say something like that, he's one of those people that will be, that will sit back when you look at a case like, you know, Trayvon Martin, just just that case. His question would be, well, Trayvon, dude, for this to happen. Not looking at the main issue that Somebody took the law into their own hands. That there is an injustice and inequality there. The protest is not the problem. The issue that you're protesting is the problem. So what people are doing is they're saying, well, that's not the way to protest. Completely ignoring the problem. I haven't heard anybody say yet that, yeah, there's inequality in the justice system in the United States, starting from the first interaction with police. There are inequalities there. Why are people talking about, well, you should do it on the football field? What the fuck are you supposed to do it? Because we're not going to do it in front of the police station. Everybody gets shot. No, no. I just think that if you're a football player, white, black, Indian, Asian, whatever, you should understand where your brothers are coming from when they're using that platform. Because, no, all of them don't understand what it feels like because all of them may have been through it. However... Mm-hmm. The platform you are afforded gives you the opportunity to make some type of change in social justice. And why not use it for that? Rosa Parks' story didn't come out immediately. That took years and years to come out. Actually, what happened? You know, it wasn't instant like on TV. The sit-ins at the diners, the the segregated diners, that story didn't come out immediately. It took a long time for that stuff to come out. But those people sacrificed everything they had at that moment, say, not right what's going on. We are people too. You know, and football players, I don't care how old they are, how rich they are, how white or black they are. That's, they're people too, man. And they can say something's wrong. Just he got a million bucks, so I mean, he ain't got no issue. Because obviously, 
the NFL blacklisted his ass and shut him up. That's my fans. And so Dak, shut up. Play football and don't say nothing. That's right. Laws, that nigga, laws. Uh, um, and not to, I'm not defending uh, Dak in no, 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 by by any means. But last year he had the same, he had the same stance. I, I forgot. Uh, you know Shannon Sharp. You know he had talked. He was he said something this uh, this this week something about Dak about how he had said it. But um, but the particular word. But it was it was something that Dak said that uh, that kind of took it um you know out of like out of context. Like it was he was fine with what, but then he added um a little bit more on it to where like it like in total like in total disgust. I well, I wish I knew the exact the exact quote that he that he had but uh, overall i mean my stance on on dak and um in in his position yeah that's uh you know that's his prerogative and that's that's how you feel but you have to understand your platform and your place and the fact that you are the quarterback the leader of what if not the most popular team in the nfl for good and bad reasons um so once you say thing that's that's it you know that like we're gonna we're, we're pretty much gonna hold gonna hold you to that, and you don't get to control how we respond to that. As far as those um, that look like you, um, that are now I won't say expecting you to uh, to to speak up for said issues, but if you do speak on said issues, you will, you will get a certain you will get a response, and yeah, very well may not may not like it. You know, I mean, of course, we've seen the memes with the get out uh, thing of you know they got a, dead, a get out uh, mural of him. I think in uh, Dallas. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. But, um, you know, I, we, hey, what, 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 you gonna, what are we going to do? We expect. I, it, it was just real funny because they brought up a situation with Dak. Not Dak, but uh, Des Bryant. You remember Des, you know, Des said he wasn't going to say anything because he said he got to feed his kids. Where is he now? You know what I'm saying? That was his whole statement. So he might have Cleveland behind. You know, he ain't even in Cleveland. He didn't even sign But you know, that's just my stance. I didn't want to take uh, take away um, from the from the Kaepernick thing, um, uh, Jay. But uh, yeah, I just figured I want to get you guys' uh, perspective on the whole um, Dak Prescott and the fact that you know he didn't want to speak on these things. Yeah, I don't mind people having their opinion about it. That, that's cool, man. Um, I would never try to stifle someone's views or opinions on something. Uh, right. But when you, if you are saying the protest is at the wrong venue or platform without addressing the issue that's being protested, then why are you even talking about it? I mean, you got people protesting uh, for women's rights you know, walking down the street with no shirts on. Well, okay. I mean, where else are they supposed to do it? You know, are they supposed to be in the bathroom on Facebook or or Facebook Live, Instagram Live doing it? No. You protest any fucking where you get attention for the protest. That That's what it's about. Yeah, it's awareness. You're trying to, I mean, why would you, you have the biggest platform ever, the NFL. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity to showcase the world or, or tell the world about you know, an issue that's going on. Right. I don't know. We we were talking about it earlier, me and Evan. So what do you guys feel about, you know, a person only, you know, only up in arms over one aspect of the protest? And, you know, they only point out NFL players protesting, but you get a whole group of people who claim to be Nazis protesting and no one has a problem with that. You know, only the black or minority players protesting. I don't know. Like, about I, that topic. 
Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. And that's scary because a lot of, you know, a lot of people are telling you that the protest is bad, but no one's saying that people claiming to be affiliated with the Nazis is a bad thing. Makes right. no sense. Like if you haven't heard about it, Troy, that's a problem because it's real and it's happening, but it's not spread all through your Facebook timeline. Hell right, no, because like, I ain't no motherfucking Nazi. Exactly. But what I'm saying is no the one's up in arms. Team. Your close white friends aren't up in arms over people claiming to be Nazis in America. No, because everything black is bad. You know, how they made the black lives matter, the blue lives matter, the orange lives matter. Shit, cupcakes matter. They just fucking trying to troll all black people. <laughs> Don't give a damn about what's reality, which is that most white people control everything and they do a lot of bad shit as well, but what's brought to the forefront is what black people do bad, not what white people do and what mistakes they make. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, even if you brought it to the forefront, it wouldn't get any publicity because most of the shows and shit is ran off of negativity. And blacks happen to be deemed as the most aggressive, crazy motherfuckers that'll do anything. You know, to get their name out there. They know whites is already bad, but that wouldn't even be a good show to put on as far as like, you know, putting Nazis all over the Facebook and shit. Nobody would give a shit. They would scroll right past it and exit. But they want to see black on white crime, white on black crime, blacks killing each other, bullshit like that. And that's the problem now, you know. That's what drives <laughs> the media. That's what drives attention. Obviously, that's what it is. Nazi yeah, I mean, uh, really, and, you know. No, I've gotten in a lot of debates with, you know, friends and stuff. And I always bring up that point, like, man, how come you haven't shared, you know, any, any, uh, any news about all these Nazis protesting in South Carolina? And they they all say the same thing. I don't, I've never heard it. Like, what's going on? Like, how do you not know that? That's horrible. Because a lot of people are small minded and they don't want to look further than what the issue is. Like I said, it's easy for you to go on TV and everything you see on TV. Black motherfuckers did this. Every, even with Florida currently, you know, the whole stand your ground bullshit is against blacks. Every time mm-hmm. you see an incident, you never saw a white person shoot a white person. If you, it's going to bring media to the forefront, it's going to be a white person popping the black person. There's never been where a black person shot a white person over some dumb shit. Like uh, recently, there was a case where a black guy parked in a handicapped spot. And the yeah, white yeah. guy, right. And a white guy was arguing with the person's wife. The person came out of the store. And said he didn't say shit to him. He just pushed him on the ground, and you know, the white guy pulled out a gun, shot him two times, and killed him. You know, right. the first thing the damn sheriffs and shit said, "I'll stand your ground," and that was it. You know, it wasn't he was wrong. It was murder. They automatically threw in the stand your ground law, which is stupid. If it happened to be the other way around, they would have done some research. No, and you're right. And the scary part is, without even all the facts coming out, or who started it, or who's at fault, majority of the people thought the shooting was justified because he pushed them down. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're taking you're taking away the whole fact that one, you know, someone actually lost their life over something meaningless. Like it didn't have to go down like that. Two, he got shot in front of his family and his kid. Right. You know, but no one takes an effect of a human life being lost. It's this, you know, division automatically. Like, well, I side with him because that guy was aggressive and he looked like he could do harm. And why? Because you decided to take the right. law into your own hand and, and be a, a vigilante. And I mean, come on, man. A lot of parties fire. Over a parking spot. Someone lost their life. And he's done it before. And no one brings up. And the funny part is this dude shot someone. And, you know, on the flip side, they usually bring up, you know, some photos of 
you know, some questionable photos of the other person, like, you know, Trayvon Martin, and he's got his hood video or photos and stuff, and he's a gangster, blah, blah, blah. But this guy's, (laughs) yeah, thug. But this guy pulled his gun on two people before, and he's got anger management-like problems. But no one brings that shit up, man. There's no, like, photos of him, you know, brandishing a weapon at his house or being stupid. All his photos are clean. I don't know. That's because it wouldn't be any publicity. It happened to be the other way around. The only publicity you're going to get is what black motherfuckers do and how they fought and how he shouldn't have pushed them. They should ask questions first. You know, everybody can play devil's advocate, but if you ain't there, you know, what, what would you do if somebody was arguing with your damn wife? You know, sit there and say, hey, sir, can you please stop arguing with my wife, please? <laughs> you don't, you don't just do I'm shit right. like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know what, I man, mean, dude, dude had a gun. So damn well he was looking for something, man. Like, the way exactly. he did it, you know, he was looking for something and he got it. He was like, I'm, I'm going to approach these people. And of course, some people, and this is the, the butthole of America, some white people look for a reason to have an issue with a black person. Some people do that shit. And I believe that's exactly what he did. They parked in a handicapped spot. And yeah, that shit sometimes can be rude. Like, you know, you shouldn't do stuff like that. However, it's at a fucking liquor store. Got a gas mm-hmm. parking handicap spot. Dude could have went to the car because she wasn't driving, was she? Nope. No, she was driving. I think she was in black. She yeah, was she, so, she, like, she parked in, in the spot or whatever. What what was his goal? You know, like make them move and do a citizen's arrest or what the fuck is going on? Was you going to give him a fine or tow the car? Like, who knows? I don't think he thought about any of that because he figured, I'm going to go ahead, say something to these people while the dude took off and walked away. And I'm going to protect myself if I get in any trouble. Like I got a mm-hmm. guy. And I'm white. And he's black. <laughs> Duh. Exactly. Win, win, win. Uh, but the main thing know, is man. people need to mind their own damn business. And then everybody right. be all right. <laughs> you should, there's no reason you should be talking to somebody. You ain't the goddamn police trying to tell somebody to get out of a damn handicap spot. People park in handicap right. spots all the damn time, you know? Oh, As a dude, matter of fact, today. there's so many damn handicap spots. I'm trying to figure out why the hell is, is it that many damn handicapped people out here. Every time I go somewhere, all the handicapped spots are fucking open, and there's like three regular spots and like 95 fucking handicapped. So, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to park in a handicap because there ain't no spot, you know? And at right. the end of the day, that's not worth losing your life for, you know? Either no, way. Not at all. I mean, come on, man. I-, I went today. I stopped to get some... At, uh, Where the hell did I stop, man? This lady was parked in the fire lane and just chilling and like texting the whole time. But no one's up there like right. trying to... <laughs> confront her or tell her to move you know that's something i don't i'm not willing to lose my life over man wait at what point in life man is it oh is it that detrimental that you have to go and approach somebody about a parking unless they're in your damn parking spot you know mm-hmm. it's just to me somebody lost their life and that but let's bring up the fact that this guy had anger problems and he had you know a history of pulling his weapon on people you know and make it that point that why you know, maybe he, like we said before, maybe he flunked out of the military or couldn't be a cop or, you know, and now he's fucking a vigilante and <laughs> the damn parking lot police for no reason. Exactly. Let's bring up that side because that's scary that anybody, like we say all the time, man, the, the mental health checks and the background screening and, you know, after two cases of you pulling a gun on someone for no reason. 
Maybe we need to think about you having a gun. Yeah, that makes no sense. I mean, obviously, a lot of scary motherfuckers got guns, and then they're looking for trouble, like Mr. Our boy just said. And uh, long story short, they're looking for you to do some dumb shit so they can just whip out the gun and pop you. I mean, that stand your ground, first of all. That is not even one of the damn clauses in being able to shoot somebody. You got to be in fear of your life. Mm-hmm. You can't just pull out a gun and pop somebody. That's murder. <laughs> I mean, if this dude had no weapon, and he pushed you on the ground. Why wouldn't you just at least just draw the weapon and say, hey, man, what are you doing? Or don't even just draw the bitch. Just be like, dude, I'm just trying to tell you to get the fuck out the handicap spot. Don't automatically just pull the gun and just pop somebody. That's crazy, man. Well, I don't know if you guys want to move on. Evan, you want to move on to yeah. the, the second part of the show? Yep, I sure do. What's the second part again? <laughs> the, yin, the yin and yang. Yeah, the yin and yang twins. Yeah, yeah, to win. All right, now All right. the reason why I thought of this, and I was listening to, because I'm getting old, man. I listen to a lot of YouTube and podcasts. So this this uh, psychologist Jordan Peterson, he was talking about the yin, the yin and the yang, and how you can get consumed by like the negative stuff in your life, whatever, right? So I was thinking, like, if you focus on that white side of the the symbol you know, which is supposed to be the good side or whatever, you know, like the positive in your life. But then there's that one little negative, like black spot that you see in the circle or in the white area, right? Which is supposed to be, I guess, the negativity in in your life, maybe? I don't know. So my thing is, why do you think people only focus on that little negativity spot, man, when you have so much good and so much like... uh things you should be, you know, grateful for in your life. It seems like we're always consumed about, you know, some kind of negative issue on a day-to-day basis. I don't know. Kick it off. Kick it off. Oh, it's up to you. I mean, it's open. It's open to you guys. I was just thinking about it. I don't know. I always see every day. All I see is people focusing on negative shit, but you have so much good in your life that we don't ever like talk about. Well, you know what? I think our, our issue is that we are, I would say in our country, we are the king and queens of taking shit for granted. I mean, it is like, we live in the first world country, and we have first world problems. Mm-hmm. Like, our fucking phone charges don't work. Hold on right. one second, guys. How about you, uh, <clears throat> McAllister, what do you think, man? Um, We focus on uh, negative stuff, because the negative stuff is where the story is. That's where the excitement is. That's what sells. Um, unfortunately, yeah. so, uh, you speak on something uh, enough. I mean, like, look at your local news. How often you see good shit? Yeah, never. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's constantly, you know, you see, like, oh, you know, lady was walking the dog, she was attacked by an alligator, you know, or, um, <laughs> or like, a fire, um, you know, college freshman, uh, shot down at a, uh, at a party on Saturday night. Um, you know, like, again, 18 years old, got the whole life ahead of him, and it was gonna get a full ride, you know, to, uh, you know, to basketball shot down in his you know in his neighborhood miami gardens we'll say that's just that's just one of the stories that you'll hear um you know what i'm saying like it's it's, it's very rare that you do hear um you know again positivity on 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 your news and then when you look at facebook facebook is all about who can find the most dirt and you know and try to air that out i mean they even go they even try to get dirt food these days you know what i mean it's like you know like if you eat this these are the foods that lead the top 10 foods that cause cancer and shit. Like, it's, you know, you have to find something, you have to find something negative to boast about. Reality shows, let's not even go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, 
this is what your t- your TV has become, you know, like what, where's the positivity in it? You know, that's just where the, uh, you know, you want, you want the tragic, you want the tragic story. You want the, uh, that's, that's pretty much what the, where the cell is. But, um, yeah, of mm-hmm. course there's positive, no positive positivity. And then when you try to be positive and then people like to call you and say like you, uh, you know, like a, a peacemaker, I get that shit all the time. I mean, it's obviously being a, a peacemaker. Oh, I'm finding it, being optimistic in a world, in a, in a fucked up ass world is what I'm doing. You know, cause, uh, the shit we go through daily, the shit isn't easy. You know, you don't know what somebody's going through in their head. You know what I mean? At, at um, at any given time. So, um, why try to point, point out the, uh, the, the good things in life? But I mean, it's, it's so easy to find something wrong with someone. Is what I, I guess that's probably the best way to, to put it. You know, and I think well, one of the examples that I took from, you know, watching that uh, him uh, on YouTube, or whatever, was like, say the Garden of Eden, right? Like go back biblical times in Genesis, right? So you got the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. And you got, you know, where they lived and where they I mean, it was beautiful, right? It was pure. There was nothing there that was negative. Right. 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 So until that damn snake crept in. <laughs> and it's a, and it, and instead of focusing on all the beauty and all the joy and all the wonderful things they had, they put all their energy into this damn snake and ruined the whole world for everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's how I feel. That's that's how I feel we are as a society, you know. We we have so much good and so much things that we should be paying attention to and putting all our energy into. But we always pay attention to this damn snake, man, and everything. Because we're perfectionists, and some, some most most of us are perfectionists in a, in a sense where we want things to be perfect, and we are un, we are not perfect people. But yeah, we all. We, points, no, no, you're right. We're I not like perfect. We're, perfect. None of us will ever obtain, you know, that title, man. That's not that's not a human trait. I don't think. So I, don't, I mean, that, I don't know. Yeah, Evan, that's, where that, that's where that stems from. You know, right? But you think if Adam and Eve would have just paid attention <laughs> to all the stuff they had around them, man, we wouldn't be where we're at. Or what do you guys think about that? Butterfly effect: you change one thing, you change everything. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. You're right. Mandela effect as well. <laughs> <laughs> How about Evan? No, seriously. Like McAllister no. was saying, you, you really you can't get nothing out of good. You can post about good all day long, but ain't nobody going to want to be involved in that bullshit. They want to see somebody dead. They want to see somebody slaving. They want to see somebody, you know, hurt or just like, you know, some goofy retard, you know. All that is bad because you can make fun out of bad shit. You can't make fun out of good shit. You know, you can't be like, wow, that guy's making a million dollars because then it's going to turn bad because they're going to hate on him for being prosperous. So regardless, you're going to always need the bad to outweigh the good. Because if it's bad, somebody's going to get good out of it. Just like you were saying, like, so say if you make a, like I was saying before, if you made a YouTube video or some shit, and it was just all about, you know, teaching everybody how to get rich and all that. Everybody will do it, but then the first thing in the pop like, oh, that's a hoax. Oh, that's not real. There's no way he did that. That's not true. So then you got haters, which brings the bad negativity, which then leads other people to believe that the shit's not true, which brings more negativity. In the long run, you need it. You need negativity to uplift you, to get you to where you are. 
because it helps you become stronger in some form. You know, that's what I think. I think we we need we need the negativity in life to appreciate the positive. Yeah, that's what I think because yeah, if it was all good shit, nobody's gonna you know everybody's gonna be good, and then it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be a whack ass world. Long story short, <laughs> you need well, some bad well, shit to happen. Yeah, well, with, good people. with nothing to overcome, then there is no you know come up. You know, so yeah, of course that's uh, I definitely agree with that. And and to get back to what I was saying before I was interrupted by that kid wanting some popcorn. Um, the <laughs> yeah, man, they don't give a damn on the show. Damn, damn, damn on the show. What? Uh, popcorn. Don't burn it. You don't burn it, bitch. You make it anyway. You know, I I give you kids an example, man. When when you have kids, you know, it's like damn. Here we go. You know, we need all this money and. Uh, they, I got no time to myself, and they fucking annoying, and man, needy, need this, need that all day. You know, that's the negative part. But then you got the positive part, man. Like, you brought a life into this world that is going to model themselves after you because, you know, you're going to be a positive-ass dude. And, you know, mm-hmm. you get to see somebody grow up. You get to cultivate. You get to put your values on somebody and see what kind of, you know, parent you actually are and it's uh it's kind of cool to look at kids come up you know when i could have never seen myself having kids and it's kind of weird man you know um, but it's, it's, it's definitely an eye-opening and a rewarding experience but of course man in the beginning you focus on the bad but the bad part was you know damn i gotta deal with this dude's mama the rest of my damn life but pull out game week <laughs> <laughs> Pull out game week as fuck. <laughs> on birth control game week, shit. I don't know. It it ain't all our fault. Fuck, shit. Shut up. Focus on the negative stuff, man. Is because the good stuff that we have comes so easily. It's like you wake up with electricity every day. You know, you can eat food in the morning. You got your choice of clothes to wear, and 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 all this stuff that we take for granted that we think we're supposed to have, which we ain't. We ain't supposed to have none of this. It ain't none of this stuff is guaranteed. You know, the next day ain't guaranteed. The next breath ain't guaranteed. So the bad stuff, you know, I guess because it diverts our attention away from our normal good routine, of course you get the most attention. And I guess that's just like the bad kid in school. You get one out of ten kids that's just an asshole and they get all the attention. And the other nine kids who are actually doing good feel like they're left out because, you know, ain't nobody paying attention to them. But the bad dude gets all the attention because that's, that's the one that needs the attention. So I think the negative stuff in the world does need some attention to get it fixed. But I think sometimes it does take away from the good stuff. To get positive, you think that's what it is? Oh, of course. That's why it's a balance, man. Good and, and bad is a balance. But what I'm saying is it's just negative. Like I, I feel 90% of every day is negative. And how, how can we change that? Stay your ground. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, we wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for the negative. We can. I don't think we could do a. Yeah. We couldn't. You know, we couldn't do a whole podcast with positive shit. It wouldn't even. I don't even think anybody would tune in. And I don't think we could talk about. We should do a whole week of positivity. Yeah. No one would listen. Like I post stuff. Either or, man. I will post something of something goofy or something funny or or negative, and you know, people tune into it. Or I post something of, like a motivational video or. Someone doing something positive and I get one or two likes because maybe they feel like I'm calling them out by saying the positive stuff. I don't know. 
it's just weird to me that we have all these examples. You know, why don't you wake up and the first thing you want to post about is your kids or, you know, you're thankful for, like you said, Evan, you know, a roof over your head or the first thing you want to post in the morning is, oh, God, this Kaepernick is taking a knee and, mother, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> I, need, I need coffee. I'm nothing without coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's your first instinct. <laughs> Is the negative shit. Exactly. Like, why, man? You got all this good shit around you, man. All this, you know, blessings and life in general, man. You got health, you know. You can, you're always, you can always reflect on something positive, man. But damn, these negative people, they take a take a toll on you, man. You need the negative Nancys and the fucking nerves to make you better. Yeah, but I think over. I think over time it makes you stagnant, man. Just hearing negative shit all the time is it doesn't move people forward, I don't think. It's only if you listen to people. You gotta take the negativity and make it a positive thing. Because if you sit there and believe it to be true, then that's who you are. You gotta prove to people that ain't who you are. You gotta show them you're better. Oh yeah. No, hey. That's all. Like I said. <laughs> I mean, all you guys group of friends man everybody's positive and we all do our thing you know even if like we said if we don't ever make a a buck off this podcast it's still good for us to get together and talk man right. as friends right and I'll try and it's a good that. perspective <laughs> me too me too and yeah, not for the live show. <laughs> we we need to and and not for the selfish reasons of of just money like money is freedom man and i always say that and I know if I had more money, I could spend more time with you guys and, and family instead of going to work every day and listen to the negative people. So, uh, hey, you guys in Florida, what's up this red tide shit, man? Oh, yeah. John I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Is it really that serious what's going on down there? I think it's red I mean, tide, man. Red, red tide die. They chill. Exactly. I mean, we live over here. Uh, I live right by the beach, man, and the kids go, we go all the time and swim and stuff. We haven't really, I mean, they show oh, you videos of, they show you photos of like a whole slab of manatees that are dead. And I'm like, where the hell is that happening? Yeah. It's not happening around here. I live in like the Mecca of manatees. I don't, I don't see it. And that goes to my, <laughs> and that goes to my point, Evan. So what is the purpose of you posting some negative shit if you're not doing something about it? That's the point. So you <laughs> see a bunch, <laughs> you know, you see a bunch of manatees that are dead, and you post it on Facebook, and you spread all this negativity, and you know you're posting it only because it makes you feel a certain type of way. But what are you doing to fix it? That's the question I ask everybody. That's a good question. I mean, I'm not sure what a lot of people can do about manatees right now, but um, <laughs> with the, I don't know, are people spreading news just to think that nobody would know in their circle as they're the ones that spread it? You know, who knows? Does it make you feel more important? Or, you know, it's like our, our buddy English there, you know, of that post. What, mm-hmm. was, what was the point? Because it got to the point to where he posted something and it was obviously it was negative. But then at the end, he was like, well, that's just my opinion. Now I feel like I needed to argue about my opinion, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, why'd you post it? You know, like, what was right. the point? Are you are you putting it out there just to? I mean, cause when you put it out there, you're pretty much saying that's that's like your view on it. Especially when you put your own caption on it. 
So right. what was the point? Right. What, are you, what are you trying to do? Because not once have I heard anybody that had any issue with the protest give a solution to what was being protested. So, <laughs> exactly. And that's the scary part, man. It's like it's like being righteous without action, man. And there's so many of these people right. that pop up. You know, everybody's righteous. Everybody's got the uh, uh, like whatever they think is you know is just, and but they don't do anything about it. And then when you try to call them out on it, you know they're like, well, it's just my opinion. I'm like, then why even post it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense. Like I honestly, I never really ever post about. It anything political man because i know politics and religion as being a kid was something you kept indoors to yourself you know you're not something you would really discuss out in the open unless you're willing to debate about it and debate doesn't right. have to be negative like that word is not negative you know it's getting your point across and trying to make each other understand what you're saying but as soon as you start to debate something and you use facts like i quoted something from the dude who told kaepernick what to do you know and he didn't he didn't know what to say and he said it's my opinion you're not going to change my mind last closed-minded way of thinking you know right then what's the point like you said what's the point what's the point of posting it if you're not willing to talk about it likes <laughs> well i mean it's, it's to me of like hey here's my disdain for black people you have the same disdain ha 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 look at it these people are stupid right <laughs> but I think oh, I think it's like you, he was born in Africa. He's not even black. Like wait, wait a fucking minute. That's the worst thing you could bring to a debate, man. It's facts. Like people get real scared after you start quoting real shit. They're like, ah, I don't know what to do. Right. Well, again, I mean, it's uh, I bring up the uh, we had a an abortion uh conversation on the yesterday or day before yesterday, and the whole thing was, is it murder or not, whatever the case may be, and I put on there and said, if it's not you, your health, or your situation, shut the fuck up and mind your own business. Like, that's the debate right there. Then the girl came back like, no, it's murder, and murder is my business. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. If it was murder, they'd be in jail. Why did not in jail? Well, because the law is wrong. Okay, well, challenge the law then. You know, challenge the law, not the act of people doing it. Because really, you don't know what you're talking about. You're mixing up religious stuff with your own, I don't know, your own ideas about stuff. And you're creating debate and just debating itself without facts. I said, hey, give me facts on anything. Well, what facts do you need? I, I don't know. You're debating. So, right. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, like how, do you ha how do you have the right to say anything about something when it's not you in that position? Like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. That, yeah. Exactly. And that ties in with the man in the arena. If you're not in the arena, what are you talking about? You know, you've never been in that scenario where you felt like you might or might have needed an abortion, you know, but it's a it's an option for people who might need it, you know, and then you got vice versa. The people who you can argue both points and I can give you a fact, you know, of right here in my county, you know, two days ago, an infant was left in the car and died. Because the person ain't fit to be a parent, you know? Right. But society forced that person to maybe feel a certain type of way about keeping the kid. But they're not fit to raise that child, you know? And then this child has and to even, die. Even the person's not fit, man. I mean, you got you got people who 
we said, you know, don't pose a, the problem without a proposed solution. Those same people were talking shit about, you know, women should have a right to do that and do this. They're not out adopting kids. That's in the system. I don't see them doing that shit. Exactly. So once the kid's born, they don't care, you know? People don't care. Mm-hmm. People don't care. But it's like this need to be righteous no. and this need to be, like, your point, you know, presented to you know, to people like, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's like an ego thing or it's likes or I don't have anybody like all these people. And I get really like to a point where I I can cross the line and say some stuff that would probably hurt a lot of my friends feelings and stuff. And I'm like, I can't do it because I'm not that type of person. But everything that someone has argued or tried to post on Facebook has had the opportunity to, like you said, adopt a child, uh, be join the military. If you're that passionate about the military, you had every opportunity on 9-11 to join the military like me, right? Right. But some people are like, oh, man, the veterans are veterans. But what are you doing to help a veteran? Like, there's homeless vets. <laughs> you know, there's uh, people from Vietnam that need help. Right. I mean, what do you volunteer your time over at, uh, you know, at a homeless shelter or at a VA clinic or? Nope. You just post about it and then go to your air conditioned house and, and chill like everybody else. You walk and you step over homeless people and then you go protest for vets, not knowing you just stepped over a homeless vet. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and but that but that's how it is, man. You know, uh you have the problem right in front of you that you can tangibly help or fix, but you're so fixated on the whole political view of things and having a boundary between conservative and, and, and liberal and blue side, red side, black side, white side, whatever. You're forgetting that we're talking about people, right? We're talking about people. Each individual person affected by this has a life and a family. Each black kid shot in the street by a cop has a family. Each, mm-hmm. um, each person incarcerated for an unjust reason, like case in point, in jail for fucking weed, all these people have families, man. And we're talking about politics in a way where we don't directly have to be involved, we just have to argue about it. And that's all. And then it's like, that's my side, that's my opinion. Like, okay, what are you doing to help your side of your opinion? Just talk about it? Because I mm-hmm. guarantee you, if you get down to the roots of everything, the side that needs the most help is probably right. Exactly. And I'm telling you, if you read, like people need to go back and we'll say this, you know, in our moments, once we release this episode, but go back and just read that quote, because what you're saying is exactly true, man. Even if it's not, even if the person fails at what they're doing, or you might not agree with what they're doing, if they're in the arena and they are willing to put themselves in that arena, you know, that's a step above the person that just criticizes and that's all i see all day is criticism without action man no one is willing to do anything about anything but they criticize the person doing you know whatever they're doing yep exactly yo i'll sign off here in a minute yeah we can uh we can do our shout outs man and we went a little a little above our uh 45 minutes <laughs> it got, got kind of deep, man. Right, Is Troy even still there? 
Oh, hey, Troy. Troy, the no, game. Troy's what you mean, G? Troy's Troy lighting the candles. The He's lighting the candles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got, you got one here something got... the Grimo show? Yeah, no. Say what? Listen, man. When that CD coming Listen. out. We're on the verge. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to be, I think we're going to be a pretty uh, big podcast, man. Oh, yeah. you dig it and big. All right, I can feel it. I can feel it. Giggity, giggity. We just need some, uh, some sound bites and some music to go in the middle and, you know, some, uh, some enhancements. Um, hey, Jay, what's, that company, what's that, what's that company that you were putting out there? The vet, Which one? Or whatever it is. What is it? I don't, I don't know, man. You, I think you tagged me in something. It was one of the companies I wanted to get a shot on the show. I think it's either okay. Redefy. Is that okay. the one? I, I don't know. I don't remember. I saw that work. I, I didn't look at it too hard. Yeah, well, <laughs> Redefy, the, uh, one of the co-owners of it, they're out of Texas, but, uh, like he gave me his personal email and I sent him an email and he said he'll be on the show, you know, for an interview. But they do like, uh, that Brazilian, uh, I can't even say the word right now. The MMA. Me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Brazilian <laughs> Yeah, my tongue. <laughs> Brazilian jellyfish. <laughs> but they okay. actually sponsor veterans, you know, for a year to do this, you know, allow them to go to a gym, work out, meet other disabled vets, and learn a martial arts. Which is pretty cool, man. Not bad at all. Right. And they're pretty big out of Texas. I mean, I've seen a lot of their stuff, man. So, and it's always good. Like we said, that's action. You know, they feel like there's a problem and they address it. And, you know, through actual action, they get people help, you know, instead of just criticizing or talking about it. All right. Cool, cool. Well, I got uh, my homeboy, uh, London. He's got a company called Just Exclusive. Just Exclusive. Um, and that's where I got my, uh, my Jays from my Michigan Jays in New Jersey, and uh, he's on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Rider Republic. That's uh, our clothing line out here in North Dakota, and uh, we're, we're gonna do some big things here soon. I will send y'all off some stuff so y'all can wear it. Um, it's pretty nice, I, I gotta say. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Oh yeah, and we got free. Oh, one one last one. Another vet organization or company. Uh, Freedom beef jerky they're on my instagram page uh you can look them up they sell beef jerky which is delicious for everybody i know i'm a big <laughs> fan of beef jerky me too word, word, word. i don't right. eat my jerky but i buy jerky word absolutely <laughs> and we got we got the boy grind mo man making making hits making hits left and right new mixtape coming out tonight well not tonight but you know it's going to be called Fire Sauce. I got four tracks already, unreleased. We got about three more coming. Got some YouTube videos coming out. And my boy, shout out to my boy, Johnny Den. He's on iTunes making moves. So let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Get it, get it, get it. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. All right. All right. And last thing is anybody that wants to come on the show, man. Evan, we gotta we gotta make some stuff happen. We need some interaction. We need some uh some comments, some questions, anything. All right, we'll do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, send us some shirts, man, some hats. All right, I will. You know, I got a big ass head. No homo. Yes, you. <laughs> that's why I snapped you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if your company makes eight and a half, but uh, it's snapbacks, man. You gonna be you gonna have it on one snap. <laughs> That's holding on for dear life. 
Man. All right, All right man. Well, yeah, no great show. We'll probably lost a lot of friends and a lot of followers, but uh, sometimes you got to keep it real. I get it. Yes, sir. Yep. We don't do it for the like. No, nope, we don't. All right, man. Well, All right, fella. Shout out to Romy Mac. Oh, yeah, we didn't plug him, man. Oh, yeah, because he, he's off. Shout out to Romy Mac, two cents. Word up. Oh, man, fantasy football. Y'all getting out of here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll join. Are you I'm joining? Fantasy, fantasy football? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to join. I'll jump in tomorrow. All right, fellas. All right, All right boys. Good night, nigga. Eight-time Grammy winner, Jeff Beck. Paul Rogers from Bad Company and The Firm. Celebrating his music from free. And Ann Wilson of Heart, August 26th, Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater. Reserve seats on sale now at LiveNation.com. Finally, the stars align. Jeff Beck, Paul Rogers, and Ann Wilson of Heart.